Hello, welcome to Toby Sonics. Please like, follow, subscribe. You know the drill. It is Tuesday, the 1st of December, 2020. I hope you found yourself some goodies and some bargains in the Black Friday and Cyber Monday sales. In today's episode, we're going to be taking a look at the sound design in my latest single, Military Industrial Complex. Wikipedia describes sound design as the art and practice of creating soundtracks for a variety of needs. It involves specifying, acquiring, or creating auditory elements using audio production techniques and tools. For the purposes of today's episode, we're going to be concentrating on how I use certain elements and disciplines of sound design to create the stereo landscape of explosion effects in the breakdown of the song. So let's go back to the production of Military Industrial Complex. No mix, no master, just the raw production. And what you're listening to are the basic elements of the sound design in mono. And you can hear that although we've got a nice variety of sounds going on, there's no depth, there's no width, it's all a bit flat. The first thing that I like to work on is panning. I like to get a stereo image going. So you'll see here that at the moment, all our panners have been bypassed. Let's put them back and let's have a listen again to what that sounds like, but this time in stereo. So now we've got the explosions kind of moving around the stereo field. We've got a little bit more kind of ear candy going on. There's a sense of contrast. It's all still pretty flat though. We need to get some depth into this sound design. Let's bring the EQ back in. Here we've got six out of the seven channels. We're just about fitting them on the screen. I think we'll get away with it. We're using those high and low passes to just bring in a little bit of differences in terms of depth. So here we go, right up at the top here, we've got we're high passing at B0. Let's compare that to here where we're at E1. And then if we come down here, we're at G1. So let's take a look at the top of things. If we bring this back in, here we've got, we've got B9 on a 12 dB slope. Let's have a look at this guy in here. We're at G10 on a 12 dB slope. And then down here, we're at E10 with a 12 dB slope. We're just shifting those high and low filters around to just give us that sense of shifting depth across the stereo field. So let's have a listen to what that sounds like. And you can hear now that the EQ is starting to give us some depth. Losing some of those lows is setting things more at a distance. Some stuff's a little taller in the mix, a little bit lower. By having a little bit more high frequency in some stuff, we're helping some width as well. So it's just helping shape the 3D. It's not the difference between night and day. Each layer of effect that we're adding from the panning to the EQ is just helping to kind of paint that 3D kind of soundscape that we're trying to create. Next up, let's look at dynamics and starting with the explosion bus that everything is run through. You'll notice that we've got a brick wall limiter on that. Let's turn that on. And then across 
the various channels, you'll see that sometimes we have brick wall limiters. Here we go. Here's one of our brick wall limiters on the ricochet. And then here we go on popcorns, we have compression, but no limiter. On the kick explosion, we've got no dynamics processing whatsoever. So we've got different types of dynamics depending on what we're trying to achieve. Let's put all of the brick walls and the compressor back in. Here we go. And let's have a listen to what that sounds like. Now we have all the limiters and compressors open, you can see some differences in what we're doing here as well. You can see that we're setting slightly different thresholds on some of the limiters. We've also got different release times set, and that's all adding to, to help create different senses of depth. And what we started with the panning, and then layered in with the EQ, we now add the next layer of effects with the dynamics. And each time we're just adding that greater sense of depth and width and space into the track. You probably already noticed that we got a little bit of extra processing going on with the gunshot beat. We've got an extra bit of dynamics processing with the Sound Toys Devil Lock. And then we've got a little bit of extra EQ with the Fabfilter Pro Q3. Let's take a listen to the gunshot beat with those two effects in bypass, have a listen to what it sounds like. Yeah, you can hear it's, um, it's a little flat, it's a little thin, uh, it's a bit lifeless. Mm, it's just not cutting it. Let's switch on Devil Lock and let's switch on the Pro Q and have a listen again and see what that's doing for it. And even with the Devil Lock just on such a tiny mix, here we go, about 10% mix effectively on the wet-dry, you can hear how much it's doing for that. It's adding so much more kind of body and weight to it. It's got this kind of crunch and this texture. It's giving it sort of blunt kind of ringing sound, and it's it's actually serving, I think, to bring out some of the sort of the sense of space and, and, and reverb that's been brought in with the sample as well. And then we've just got the Pro-Q there at the end of the chain, just to pull out those lows again in particular that you tend to get with a plugin like Devil Lock. They tend to bring up those lows a little bit, bubble them up. So we're just cleaning that out a little bit. That's just a bit of housekeeping. One of the things that was really important with this sound design is that I wanted it to sound like it was coming from an urban environment. And for that, I wanted to have kind of first reflections or early reflections. And to achieve that, I decided to use a delay. Here we've got Echo Boy, and we've got it sat on auxiliary or effects channels, depending on what your DAW calls them. And we've got them lined up for the ricochet, the double shot, crackle, popcorns, and shotgun. The kick explosion doesn't have anything at all. And the gunshot beat, as is the way with the gunshot beat, we're doing something a little bit different. We'll come back to that later. Let's stick to what we're doing with the rest of these delays here. We've got Echo Boy lined up. And it's on a pretty standard setting. We've got the standard delay, master tape emulation, just keeping it nice and clean. A little bit of low cut, no feedback, nothing like that. We do have some shuffle and, uh, and dragging going on. We've got a little bit of groove and feel adaption going on here. Touch of saturation. We can open it up, a little bit of width. And you can see if I pull it up a little bit further, I got a bit of diffusion happening. 
We've got no modulation at all. Let's put the sense back in. Let's have a listen to what that sounds like. And what those delays are giving us is they're giving us a sense of space. They're giving us a sense of size all of a sudden. We're getting stuff pinging off things. We're getting more ear candy from it. It's more exciting. It's helping to locate the explosions within the stereo field. Very simply done. Again, nothing fancy. These are really simple moves. Just adding them up layer by layer, slowly building the overall effect. All right, let's have a look at the gunshot beat and see what we're doing there. We've got three different delays. They're each on their own effects channel, their own auxiliary channel. And if we take a look at the delays themselves, here we go. Here's the first Echo Boy. It's set up the same way the other delays were set up. No real difference there. Let's have a look at the next Echo Boy. And again, exactly the same. And finally, surprise, surprise, hits you right between the eyes. There we go, exactly the same, no difference. Let's have a look at how they're rooting together then. So we've got the gunshot is sending out to the first Echo Boy, which is then sending out to the second Echo Boy, which is then sending out to the third Echo Boy. And you say to yourself, well, wait a minute, why not just do this with one Echo Boy and just turn the feedback up? Well, because it allows me to overlap the sustain in the panning. Let's take those off for a moment. And let's just have a quick listen to what that sounds like without the delays. Right, let's drop the delays back in and have a listen to what it sounds like with the delays. And immediately you can hear that need to have three different delays. We've got that really nice kind of overlap down the different panning positions. If we're just using one delay and trying to sort of auto pan them around, the thing will kind of slur about with the auto pan. This way we get a distinct sense of something being caught off one side of a building to another side to another side. Although the delays are set up the same way, each time they go through that filtering, they're losing a little bit more low frequency. They're, they're adding a little bit more saturation, they're getting that little bit more compressed, they're getting a little bit more diffused, a little bit more groove and feel on it, a little bit more shift. I've already mentioned how important it was for the production that these explosions felt like they were taking place in an urban environment. And my concern was at the moment, you couldn't really tell whether they were actually happening on the ground or up in the sky like fireworks. I needed something to set the explosions in context. So I figured, let's send them all out to a reverb. I needed a reverb that would create the sense of the explosions happening on the ground, surrounded by buildings, surrounded by, by huge um, concrete structures. And so I went for what is my favorite reverb when it comes to this kind of specialist thing, and that is the East-West Spaces 2 reverb. And I love this reverb for all the different places that they've gone out into the world and found these particular sound of these spaces from anything from forests to cathedrals to, that's right, it's a parking garage in West LA. 
true stereo recording. Let's turn on the send and let's have a listen to the track again and see what the reverb's doing. You can hear that kind of fantastic, kind of blunt, uh, sort of atonal, kind of nasty kind of reverberation that's happening. It's kind of cacophonous. You get the sense of the buildings kind of crowding in around uh, the explosions, like the, the sense that the, the explosions are sort of bursting out and being kind of pinned in by the building. So everything's aggressive and too loud and doesn't belong there. And, um, and that's all coming from the reverb. And you can see we've got it cranked up pretty loud for reverb there. It's at minus 8.4 on the, on, the, on the fader and coming out at peak, what, 12.6? Pretty loud that for a reverb. It's doing a great job for us, this. It really does finish off what we started with the stereo, through to the EQ, through to the dynamics, the delays, and now the reverb. All very simple, all very easy to do. They layer up and give you a complete effect. If you found that interesting, please like, subscribe, follow, you know the drill. If you're on YouTube, Instagram, or Facebook, thank you for watching. If you're on the podcast or Mixcloud, thank you for listening. Military Industrial Complex is out right now on all streaming platforms and Bandcamp. Please, please, please check it out. Have a listen. Have a listen to the sound design in context in the entire track. Let me know what you think about it in the comments below or via social media. I am on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, you name it, at Toby Sonics. I'm there. Until next Tuesday, good night and good noise. Stay safe and stay healthy.